Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. PI Magazine is the most respected magazine of the professional investigator, featuring stories and articles on current topics, equipment reviews, investigative tips, and practical advice for the professional investigator. Don't miss a single issue of PI Magazine. Subscribe today at PIMagazine.com. Use this show's promotional code for your special discount at PIMagazine.com. Subscribe today. Use promo code NANCY for your special discount. That's promo code NANCY. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on Sirius XM Triumph, Channel 132. A gorgeous little girl still sleeping with uh, Winnie the Pooh blankets and frozen toys scattered around her room goes missing. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us. Only later, much later, do police begin to suspect that this child has been taken from her home by her much, much older boyfriend. A boyfriend she has been communicating with online. I am talking about the lovely little girl who had overcome so much, Nicole Lovell. I want to go straight out to Jennifer Tsikowski, CrimeOnline.com reporter. Before we go any further in the story of Nicole Lovell, I want to talk about the night she goes missing from her home. What's the first thing the parents learn? 
Nicole Lovell's mother, Tammy Weeks, said that Nicole had disappeared from her home in Blacksburg, Virginia that evening. Usually, Nicole would come to bed with her mom, and so mom went in to check on her. Went into her okay, bedroom. right there. Hold on. Hold on just a moment. Everybody that says how bizarre that is for a 12 or 13-year-old girl to still be sleeping with mom, it's not. Just so you know, I'll put it out there. I very often fall asleep between the twins, reading to them or talking or laughing. And, you know, I'll wake up an hour or two later, maybe get up and go to my own bed. But that was, this is how much of a little girl Nicole still is. Okay. Again, sleeping with a, a frozen doll. Go ahead, Jennifer Skowski. And that's exactly what I thought as well. Um, just a, a very innocent, precious little girl. So she approached her bedroom to, to ask her to come to sleep. And she said a dresser had been pushed in front of her bedroom door. But when she entered the bedroom, there were no signs of Nicole. But she did note that a minion blanket from the room and water bottles that had been there were no longer in the room. And then Tammy saw Nicole's window was open. And if you can imagine, her heart sank. So at that time, uh, police were notified. They weren't sure if it was the case of a teenage runaway or if there was foul play involved. Oh, wait a and minute right there. You know what drives me over the edge to Ashley Wilkite. Guys, let me tell you who's with us. Kathleen Murphy, North Carolina expert in family law. Vincent Hill, former Nashville PD, now private investigator. Renowned psychologist Susan Constantine, Ashley Wilcott, juvenile judge, lawyer, and founder of ChildCrimeWatch.com, and CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter Jennifer Sikowski. Vincent, it drives me crazy. You're the former cop. Why the cops always, and no offense, I'm typically on the side of cops unless they shoot an unarmed person. Vincent. Why do cops always say it's a runaway? This little girl had never run away before. I mean, she, for all I know, still believes in the Easter Bunny, for Pete's sake. A runaway? Yeah, Nancy, unfortunately, that's the default for law enforcement when they show up to the scene of a missing team that, oh, maybe there's something going on that they left, they ran away. It's the easiest default, especially if they don't see any signs of foul play or anything like that which I believe was the case here besides the dresser door. Hey, you know what? I got I to gotta side with you on this one, uh, Vincent. When you don't see any sign that somebody's been kidnapped, no struggle, no indication, nobody's been stalking them, nothing, you have no indication of anything other than a runaway, well, you know, I can't necessarily fault cops for that, especially when the child disappears from the home. Now, Ashley Wilcott, juvenile judge and lawyer, you and I have been on this bandwagon for a long time about pegging juveniles, children, as runaways. But it's a big difference when a child is walking home from a sleepover and they disappeared. That doesn't sound like a runaway, okay? But when somebody is in their home, in their bedroom, and a dresser has been pushed up against the door from inside... And a few items have been taken. 
I get why cops, I don't like it, but I get why cops at first thought it was a runaway, Ash. Yeah, I agree with you, Nancy. That points to those indicators. But here's my thing. They can treat it both ways, right? They can think, well, it looks like she ran away because the dresser's on the inside. But on the other hand, if she didn't, what are some positive steps we can take right now to determine if, in fact, she's a runaway? Because you cannot assume a child's runaway, especially with the the many crimes that we see against kids. You're so right. So I would advise, since they have... So many extra bodies to do extra work within the police force. Not. But I would still advise a parallel investigation of kidnapping and runaway. Okay, sorry about that, Jennifer. Go ahead. So, like we talked about, the police were notified. They they weren't sure. Was this a runaway? Was this ball play? So, while Nicole's mother was already in a, a full panic mode already, she received absolutely chilling information from a neighbor. The neighbor told her that Nicole had been playing with her daughters, and Nicole apparently told the neighbor girls that she was going on a date. Cami, as you can imagine, she didn't take that news well. A date? A date. A date. Okay, hold on. With me, Kathleen Murphy, an expert in family law, this little girl... As not going on any date, she's still sleeping with a minion blanket. Well, that seems to be a problem where I practice. There's so many children that are on social media, and the social media is not actually being monitored by anyone. And for her to be on kick, and for her to say she's going on a date, and for her to be reaching out to friends, telling this information to her friends, but not having that information with her parents seems to be a problem. It is a problem, and in no way am I blaming the child or the mother. Absolutely not. Because a a little girl this age should not be thinking she's going out on a date, okay? Absolutely not. Um, But this is the society that we live in, and when we have the children coming through this court system, I often say to my clients, do you want a social media clause in your custody agreement? Do you want a social media clause in your divorce judgment? We have to talk about the impact that our young children are pressured to be a part of the whole social media um, uh, wave. They feel the need to have to keep up with all of those apps. They feel the need to put out their image. Well, Kathleen Murphy, you just taught me something I didn't know. I've never thought about putting it in a separation, a custody or divorce agreement, how your children are going to monitor social media. Well, if you think Kathleen Murphy is wrong, take a listen to a kick conversation. A kick, if you don't know, kick is a, a, a messaging app conversation that was on this child's social media in the hours before she goes missing. It came about because I couldn't keep it in my pants. I think I'm done for a little bit. From the defendant, too late. I need a place to hide a body in case it goes really bad. From the defendant, I guess we figured out how people commit mass murder. From the defendant, so as long as nobody finds the body for a week, it will never be traced. The beginning of that was a conversation that a star, star Virginia Tech student was having. Um, 
I guess I don't need a private investigator to tell me what this grown man was talking about keeping in his pants. Joining me right now, Susan Constantine, psychologist. And not only that, she is an expert at body language in deciphering what is really being said when people are lying. Susan Constantine, I, I, I just, you know what? Alan, could you please roll that sound one more time for me? It came about because I couldn't keep it in my pants. I think I'm done for a little bit. From the defendant, too late. I need a place to hide a body in case it goes really bad. From the defendant, I guess we figured out how people commit mass murder. From the defendant, so as long as nobody finds the body for a week, it will never be traced. You know, Susan, just hearing that, what I just heard, it just makes me want to cry. Because I'm looking at photos right now of this little girl just turned 13, Nicole Lovell. She had been bullied at school horribly when she was an infant. She almost died several times. And her mother has told us that she went through multiple surgeries, multiple. I I mean... I can't even count all the surgeries and the hospitalizations this little girl went through. And having had the children, my children, in NICU for so long, worried if they were going to live or die. And then, you know, my son, John David, suffered that horrible head blow to the head. And we were in the hospital for days and days. This little girl went through so much more. And she had a scar. She had a scar on her neck, like her chest, kind of like where an incision was made. And people would bully her horribly about that. And then she gets online and meets a, quote, boyfriend. And suddenly she's beautiful and accepted and feels, you know, like a little princess. And when I hear him her so-called boyfriend, a grown man, talking this way. Alan, just indulge me. Please play it one more time. It came about because I couldn't keep it in my pants. I think I'm done for a little bit. From the defendant, too late. I need a place to hide a body in case it goes really bad. From the defendant, I guess we figured out how people commit mass murder. From the defendant, so as long as nobody finds the body for a week, it will never be traced. You know, I'm thinking about my two little children and imagining somebody saying those words about one of them. You are hearing this grown man's text messages being read out loud. Susan Constantine, weigh in. Yeah, well, first of all, let's talk about him. He's a he's a pedophile and a groomer. You know, he's on the Internet. He's scoping out younger kids. He's connected with her. She's at that developmental stage. She's 13 years old, 12, 13 years old, where she's learning to, to, to find herself. You know, there's a lot of role confusion, inferiority. So, of course, you know, she's hearing what he's saying and she's being flattered by it. He's grooming her and he's got other motives in mind, which is having sexual relationships with a much younger girl. But you can tell that with his discussion is toxic he's just completely detached from any sort of empathy or compassion very narcissistic he was looking for someone 
to sexually violate. And she was a perfect person for him to groom because she was at that stage in her life where she's trying to find herself and her role. And at that stage, they, at 13, 14 years old, they have role confusion. Well, speaking of text messages and how confused this little girl is, take a listen to what little Nicole, who had just turned 13, writes back to her predator unwittingly. Dear David, you are my crush, but I know you don't think of me like that, but I don't care. I will always be here if you're looking for a good time. I'm here when you had a bad day. I'm here and I don't want that to change. I want to be in your life for as long as you can stand me. And I know I'm annoying and I ask for too much, but I'm a girl and I have a heart and feelings and my feelings get hurt a lot, but it's never been hurt by you. And I like that. Did you know about a recent law that could leave your personal data exposed online for anybody to find? If you've turned on the news lately, you know the Internet has created a dangerous new world. Data breaches expose private information. There's a new cybersecurity threat every other day. And criminals can sell the identity of you and your family on the dark web. It's time you take the power back by using a new website called Truthfinder. Truthfinder allows you to find out exactly what information exists about you online. Have you gotten a speeding ticket, received a lien from the IRS, forgotten about an embarrassing social media profile? Truthfinder searches through millions of public records, puts all that data together in one easy-to-read report. Members get unlimited searches, so you can also look up those close to you and make sure they're not hiding something from their past. You also get free dark web monitoring to make Truthfinder the ultimate tool in identity protection. If your personal info appears for sale on the dark web, you'll be the first to know. Visit truthfinder.com slash nancy. Enter your own name. Get started. Hoping everything was a nightmare. I'm just numb right now. It's not real. Just a horrible crime on her. It's a shame. And it, there's nothing that can happen in this schoolroom that will ever fix it. Can you eat? Thank you all. We don't eat, play, we don't sleep. You are hearing just tiny snippets of what we can bear to play of Nicole's family. They can't eat, they can't sleep. And let me tell you, I've never suffered the pain that they are suffering by the loss of their baby, their little girl who was tricked out of her own bedroom to her death by a much older man that said they were going on a quote date that had groomed her for months on social apps to her horrific death but I I, I gotta tell you after losing somebody that I love very much can't eat can't sleep can't think it's just you wake up in the morning and just for a few seconds Everything seems okay, and then you remember what has happened, and the day starts. My heart just breaks for that family as I think about this little Nicole Lovell. Now detectives suspecting that the brutal stabbing death of this little girl may have been planned over a three-week period. For three weeks, as a neighbor reveals the little girl had been showing off 
finally feeling that she was, quote, pretty, accepted, showing off text and a photo from her, quote, college boyfriend before she literally vanishes into the night. Back to Jennifer Tsikowski, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter. Jennifer, tell me again about the night she goes missing. Mom comes into the room. Nicole is gone with her minion blanket, her little teddy bears and dolls still in the room, a couple of water bottles missing with a dresser pushed against the bedroom door from the inside. What happens then? Okay, so... After this, and of course, like you said, absolute panic mode they are in. As it turns out, Nicole had left behind the most detrimental evidence of all. Her father, David Lovell, said investigators discovered she had written down both her usernames and passwords to all of her social media accounts on her bedroom wall. And that's when the FBI got to work. They figured out that Nicole had regularly used the app Kick, which we've talked about. And that that app allows teens to communicate anonymously so their parents won't know. You know, her mom said she had made her delete it in the past, but she never actually opened it to see what may have transpired while she was on it. Okay, wait a minute, guys. Wait a minute. Jennifer Tsikowski is reporting on what we call a social app. All right. Um, They're... Parents, is downloadable. You can just, here's the easy way. You go to Google. You put in Kik, K-I-K. Just, let's just use Kik, but there's so many out there that you can pick from, sadly. So you go to Google. You put in Kik. You, it comes back with a response, and it says, do you want to download? So you hit yes, and it downloads in about 10 seconds, maybe. And then it says open, and you open it, and suddenly... You're on Kick K I K. Joining me, Alan Duke out of LA. Jackie Howard here in the studio. Alan, you know all about Kick. Explain in a nutshell. Now, don't go, you know, DefCon Four on me with your social media knowledge. Just tell me what is Kick, Alan Duke. Well, we've talked about it before because it has been a tool for pedophiles to exploit children because it's so easy for them to access. It's a messenger service, just like you use your iMessage on your iPhone. But this is one that your parents may not know about. And police often, in many of these cases, have pointed to this text messaging used by pedophiles to groom children. Okay, I want to just tell you, I'm going to di- I want to digress one moment. Ashley Wilcott, Susan Constantine, Vincent Hill, Kathleen Murphy, the other day, it's just two days ago, I'm sitting there minding my own business, trying to research uh, for a, a book I'm working on. And suddenly, my son, who I think is playing Minecraft, says, oh, I have a message, and runs to the next room. He's 10. Well... I'm pretty convinced there's a predator outside lurking in a raincoat for my son. I secretly, of course, not wanting to get caught spying on him, I sneak behind him, and I see, and the name pops up, Nicholas of Oz. Who the hey is Nicholas of Oz? Of course. Get ready, yeah, Nancy. Okay. It only gets then, worse. <laughs> well, wait till you hear the end. It's a live chat, and they are... It's another little 10-year-old boy, and he says, Hey, when your family had to move, I was your first play date. Now, we've had to move, and I want you to be my first play date. 
and we'll play Minecraft and Roblox. Can you come play? And it was actually a little kid in his grade at school. I'm like, I had to just go lay down and have a glass of ice water. I was so nervous that a predatory got hold. I just like, you know, and then, of course, I made them go outside under the disguise of letting the guinea pigs get some fresh air, which Lord knows they need. And I ran and got their iPads and hid them and claimed and told them they lost them because I was just so strung out about Nicholas of Oz when it turned out to be nothing but a 10-year-old play date, okay? So that's my story from the last 48 hours. Oh, my stars, how I wish that that could have been true for Nicole Lovell's Lovell's mom. Jennifer, go ahead. Uh, Like I said, she had made her delete this app in the past. So apparently she reinstalled it. And acting on an emergency disclosure request, the FBI discovered Nicole had spoken to someone in the days leading up to her disappearance. Someone who chillingly went by the username of Dr. Tombstone. Yes, you heard that right, Dr. Tombstone. And it just so happened that Dr. Tombstone ended up being David Eisenhower, the supposed hardworking you know, student at Virginia Tech, who had also been a, a star high school athlete. So detectives interviewed David and also his roommate. Wait a minute. He was also a track team star at Virginia Tech. And for you to make it out of the, the you know, a, a, a lot of people play sports in high school, but it's a whole other animal to make it and be a star on a college team. You're competing with people from all over the country, really the world, to get that spot. This guy was not only valedictorian at his Christian school, his high school, but he went on to be a track star at Virginia Tech as well. And wasn't he majoring in engineering? Yes, that is correct. He was majoring in engineering. Go ahead. They, they found out that this was, in fact, David Eisenhower. Detectives interviewed David and also his roommate, and the roommate revealed to 48 Hours that he had told them not only had David been acting odd, but he had usually kept a knife on his desk. They shared a, a dorm together, but it eerily happened to be missing when the officers arrived. And David, that night, had not shown up until two in the morning. Wait, back it up, back it up, back it up. Uh, so Kathleen Murphy, North Carolina family law expert, Ashley Wilcott, Susan Constantine, and Vincent Hill also with me. So do, do you see this progression to Kathleen Murphy, family law expert, that she, this little girl who feels like nobody likes her, nobody thinks she's pretty, is having an online relationship with a much older guy who is considered a real catch there at Virginia Tech. Some people would argue he's handsome, not me, but some people. He was valedictorian. He's majoring in a very difficult and technical major of engineering, and he's a track star. He seems like he's scrubbed in sunshine, right? Anything but. That's why you don't know who you're talking to online. So the neighbor sees the photo that the little girl has shown off, and that is the only lead the police have, Kathleen. Well, it sounds like there is more than just accountability to the parents. I mean, 
all of us as parents have accountability to our children. I'm not blaming Nicole's parents, but there is accountability to kick. If we have legislation with pornography laws, why is this 13-year-old allowed to have access to a kick app that puts her in a very dangerous situation un unwittingly? unwittingly. And I tell a lot of my clients that come through here, you have such control over that child's phone that you can put a restriction on the phone itself so that they cannot download an app, so that they cannot access social media. Parents need to know that. Another big offender, Ashley Wilcott, childcrimewatch.com, is Periscope. Um, Yes. You go live on Periscope at that moment, and then it disappears. It's just like what it says, a Periscope lifting up out of the water and looking around and going back under. You pop up on Periscope, you do a live chat, you're gone. Bam. It's like it never happened. That's right. But, Nancy, can I add this? So I've spoken to eighth graders at different schools about consequences of their actions and the legal consequences as a juvenile court judge. Here's what I learned. Most eighth graders do think that social media is innocent, that they can have these conversations, do what they want, and there won't be consequences, whether it's by a perp or whether it's by our legal system. And so things like Periscope, they think are cool because it, it's cool. Everybody's doing it. Everybody's using it. Snapchat. Why do they want Snapchat? All my friends have it, and the picture disappears. The pictures don't disappear. So part of it's also educating our children about the reality yeah. of what these apps do and the perpetrators that can use these apps. And putting those restrictions on the phone. What about it, Susan Constantine? You know, I 100% I, I agreeable with that. And the other thing is that parents can do is they check the history of what they're, what they're Googling, what they're looking at. And then if you find those passwords or usernames, go in there and find out what they're chatting about. Those are perfect areas of where these pedophiles lie. You have to think like a pedophile. Where are they going to go to be able to groom young children? And then they know that this is nativity. They're young. They're impressionable. A lot of them, they're, they're, they're not fully developed. They have poor self-esteem, a lot of them. This is a perfect remedy for disaster. So, you know, these uh, a parent should look to see what they're looking at and what the history of what they're Googling to find a little bit about what's going on in their lives. By late on the day, Nicole vanishes. Her parents' hope slowly was fading, but it would be a full three days later before her parents got the horrific news that their child's body had been found. Jennifer, what happened? Less than 24 hours after Nicole disappeared, police say David admitted to meeting up with Nicole that night, and he was initially arrested on an abduction charge. So, yes, like you said, they, they didn't find her body for three days. However, David Eisenhower, there were red flags, and he was arrested, you know, within 24 hours. Unfortunately, we're coming together tonight. The news I have to share this evening is extremely difficult for me to tell. It's with a heavy heart that I have to announce that we've located the remains of 13-year-old Nicole Madison Lovell. As investigators progressed through the afternoon, we were able to determine an approximate area where she might be found. Virginia State Police were dispatched to the general area at approximately 4 o'clock this afternoon, and she was located just inside the North Carolina border on Route 89 in Surrey County. It was late Saturday night when the investigation led us to 18-year-old David E. Eisenhower, a Virginia Tech student here in Blacksburg. 
This morning he was charged with one count of felony abduction. Since the discovery of Nicole and through consultation with Montgomery County's Commonwealth Attorney Mary Pettit, we've also just charged Eisenhower with first degree murder. My daughter Nicole Lowell, Coley is what we called her. Coley had a passion for pandas, music, dancing, dreamed of being on American Idol someday. Her favorite color was blue. Nicole was a very lovable person. Nicole touched many people throughout her short life. As it turns out, this guy, the valedictorian and honor student, the track star, is arrested, David Eisenhower. But amazingly, he has an accomplice. Jennifer Sigowski, CrimeOnline.com reporter. Who's the accomplice? The accomplice is Natalie Keepers. And so detectives who questioned David said his answers to their questions led them to Natalie. And she was a friend of David. And apparently because of what was revealed, Natalie was also arrested. It was reported that David had apparently been at a a party. He said he had blacked out and he was afraid that he may have gotten sweet little Nicole pregnant. Oh, my stars. Okay, so this grown man thinks he's gotten a girl that has just turned 13 years old, a little girl still sleeping with her minion blanket, pregnant. The body of Nicole Lovell was found stabbed multiple times, her throat slit. The little girl left practically by the side of the road, completely nude. Now we learn it was because this grown man thought he had gotten the little girl pregnant. Then ropes in another student. I still have a hard time believing they were not romantically involved, but apparently they were just friends. And they planned for three weeks getting rid of the little girl. Then he goes on to say her death was basically the result of his fear. They may have, quote, hooked up at a party, but he couldn't remember. Vincent Hill, former Nashville PD private investigator, no way could he not remember whether he had impregnated a 13-year-old girl. That is a lie. I can't believe the judge let him plead no low on this when he's lying through his teeth. Nancy, I think we're all flabbergasted about that because he, quite frankly, clearly remembers exactly what he did with this 13-year-old girl that he met online because this was not an ordinary relationship. She was many years younger than him, so he knows everything he did. He remembers everything because this was not ordinary. He says only later did he learn the little girl had just turned 13. Uh, A friend of David Eisenhower's said Eisenhower was afraid the girl would, quote, expose him for their inappropriate relationship. That's what it was. He didn't want to get busted on a statutory rape charge. That's what it was. And then plotted and schemed for almost a month. 
about how to get rid of the little girl. Uh, back out to Jennifer Skowski, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter. Then somehow he ropes in a, a schoolmate to help him get rid of the body. Then to show they knew exactly what was going on, they dump her body over the state line just to confuse everything about jurisdictional issues. Yes, yes. Not only did they state lines take her body to North Carolina, when Nicole's body was found, she had 14 stab wounds. And, you know, one was to the neck, as confirmed by a medical examiner. And apparently he had revealed um, to Natalie that that's what he had planned to do. So after he spoke with detectives and Natalie was arrested because of what was uncovered, it Prosecutors said that this is what led to the unfathomable. They said David Eisenhower lured this little girl out of her home with promises of a, quote, secret date and murdered her in cold blood because he was apparently afraid, like you said earlier, that the relationship was going to be exposed by this precious little girl. Here is State's Attorney Mary Pettit talking about the night when little Nicole Lovell was brutally stabbed dead. She was so excited she had a quote date with a college guy. Tonight, Nicole's excited. She's met a guy. She met him online. He's an older guy. He's a college guy named David. They met in the fall. David is a freshman at Virginia Tech and he's on the track team. And tonight, Nicole has a secret date with you know what? He may be a brilliant student and a star at Virginia Tech, but the night he is arrested, he is begging cops. He's claiming he wants to cooperate, but he doesn't want to go to jail. So it's all about him. Listen. I'm being honest. I know it doesn't look good. It was hard. I mean, you know, it's hard to The honest truth about what Nicole Lovell went through as she was nude, being tortured, stabbed, and her throat slit just before her death. An expert, a DNA expert, Nicole Harold says she finds DNA under the little girl's fingernails. And guess who it belongs to? Assuming this DNA profile is a mixture of Nicole Lovell and an additional contributor, David Eisenhower cannot be eliminated as a contributor of this foreign DNA profile. Natalie Keepers is eliminated as a contributor of this foreign DNA profile. Isn't it true, Jennifer Skowski, CrimeOnline.com reporter, that an officer, Officer Jason Brooks found additional evidence evidence in dumpsters the very same day including a wad of paper towels used Clorox wipes covered in brownish red stains you know what Jennifer let's hear it from the horse's mouth officer Summers approached the dumpster ahead of me one of the doors was already open he removed a bottle or a plastic bag with what appeared to be a Clorox bottle inside 
I approached the dumpster next and inside of it I noticed um, a bubble envelope that I had removed. Underneath that were some paper towels and underneath those were what appeared to be some Clorox wipes um, that had a brownish red stain on them. To psychologist Susan Constantine, the defense at trial didn't wash with me. What did they claim about this valedictorian turned killer? What they uh, were stating is that he had or was diagnosed with autism spectrum. Wait a minute. Susan Constantine, this is the first we're hearing about autism. I mean, hold on. To Vincent Hill, a private investigator, you and I have covered a lot of criminal cases and investigated them as well. I never heard anything about this star athlete, valedictorian, engineering major having autism until the defense gets a hold of him. Did you hear anything about that? I did not, but I think you said the magic word, Nancy, defense. I mean, because let's be honest, nothing against people with autism, but usually those things don't go hand in hand. Star athlete, valedictorian, those usually don't go hand in hand. So I think this was just a trick employed by the defense to say, well, he really didn't know what he was doing. But Nancy, high-functioning autism, which we used to refer as Asperger's syndrome, is something that can make you excel once you're a little bit grown up and in college. Um, first of all, Alan Duke, I was not aware that you had your MD. Well, no, did I, I miss something? Have you been studying at night? Well, I will tell you that my daughter was diagnosed with that in middle school. You've already told me that, just so you yeah. know, and I know and, your daughter and she's very well. Brilliant. Absolutely yes, brilliant. Yes, but the, the, the key words in what you just said was diagnosed with that in high school. Well, middle school, yeah. Middle school, okay. To Jennifer Sikowski, CrimeOnline.com, had anybody ever diagnosed David Eisenhower with any, any autism anywhere under the spectrum, any mental instability, any problem at all? All learning defect, ADHD, dyslexic, you name it, hyperactive. I, again, you know, his right foot itches on Thursdays. Tell me, was he ever diagnosed with anything until he murdered Nicole Lovell and was arrested and defense shrinks came in? Please answer. That's a yes, no, Jennifer. No, he was not. Absolutely not. Hold on. So, Alan Duke, in the future, no offense. But please keep your medical and psychiatric opinions to well, yourself. It, you what? Know, what? Go ahead. I want to hear this. It, 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 it's hard to diagnose sometimes. It's people mistake this, the high-functioning autism for something else, just peculiar personalities or whatever, especially in guys. But I could see how that would be. But, yeah, it could be a defense thing. I mean, very likely this doctor, David Scheiderer, who testified could have just seen this as a convenient thing to testify about in the defense. You know what? No, nothing we say about the facts is going to stop Alan Duke from rendering a bona fide medical opinion. So let's just try to move on. Thank you, Dr. Duke. So, Jennifer, what happens then? He was evaluated by for the defense by a neuropsychologist and a psychiatrist. And they are the, the team who diagnosed him with autism spectrum disorder. That team, though, also said they believe Natalie to have a borderline personality disorder and said they thought she was the brains behind this brutal crime. I think she was the mastermind. 
I think she is the driver of the process. I think she has found somebody that she can manipulate. Oh, really? The brains behind the brutal crime? Who is the brains behind, quote, I can't keep it in my pants? You know what? I think all of that is hogwash. I think they're trying desperately to come up with a defense now that the little girl is dead and the family's trying to go on. This is what we know. The very latest Ashley Wilcott is that Eisenhower pleads no low in court, which means I don't contest it. I don't say guilty and I don't say innocent, which I disagree with. I would have made him do it under oath and tell the truth about what happened. But that said, what do we know about that, Ashley? Well, I'm really surprised a no low plea was accepted with these types of charges. But having said that, the good news is the sentencing aspect of that following the no low plea, it's my understand plea. It's my understanding that he's expected he was sentenced to 50 years. Now, how long he's going to serve, we don't know. So, Jennifer, I think Ashley's right, but where is she getting the 50-year number? He was sentenced to a mere 50 years, despite prosecutors' pleas for a life sentence. The sentence was actually 60 years for first-degree murder, 10 years for abduction, and 5 years for concealing Nicole's body, which adds up to 75 However, Judge Robert Turk ordered that the sentences run consecutively for a total of 75 years, but with 25 to be suspended after David serves 50 of them. And then he'll be on probation for 20 years following his release. You know, I I, I don't trust this because uh, on a 50-year sentence with good time, who knows what's going to happen? I could see an early release with David Eisenhower after he goes and puts on his sweet face in front of a parole board. Take a listen to Eisenhower at sentencing. I'm sorry for the pain that my actions have caused Nicole Lovell and her family. It is my deepest regret, and I'm aware my actions have serious consequences. Nothing can ever undo what has been done, and for that, I am deeply, sincerely, and forever sorry. You know what? That is not worth the salt that goes in his bread. That means absolutely nothing to me. You know what? If you're sorry, Eisenhower, let's see you testify against your partner in murder, Natalie Keepers, as we wait for justice to unfold. I was blessed to be Nicole's mother, to be her friend for 13 years. We fought every fight together, but this, but this last one. She brought... She was bright and beautiful girl until the world, into all of us. Coley will always rest in our hearts, and no amount of time will ever change that. Nancy Grace, Crime Story, signing off. Goodbye, friend. There's a brand new website causing a lot of trouble for people with something to hide. Have you ever had a bad feeling about somebody? Maybe suspected your partner's cheating? Maybe worried about your online reputation? If you answer yes to any of those questions, you may need Truthfinder. Public records are only recently easily available online. Before websites like Truthfinder, you'd most likely have to visit a courthouse to get that information. Now, it's as simple as entering a name. Truthfinder sifts through millions of public records from all over the country, assembling them into one easy-to-read report. Search the names of somebody you know. You could find criminal and arrest records, bankruptcies, contact information, social, dating profiles, financial assets, and a lot more. 
Why fork out thousands to a private investigator when you can do the job yourself? Everybody you know has something to hide. Now, you can root out the most dangerous people before you become the next victim. It's not just used to bust bad people. Truthfinder helps Americans reunite with friends, family, even people who served with them in the military. It's never been so easy to find the truth. Go to truthfinder.com slash nancy and enter any name to get started. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app.